Toasties. This is your favorite paranormal podcast, Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. I'm Ash. I'm Elena. And I'm Annabelle. Where we explore, investigate, and discuss all of our ghosted adventures while sharing our specially designed cocktail for the night. Come laugh and drink along with us in our misadventures. And And feel feel free to roast us along the way. I'm Annabelle. I'm the one who got us into this shit. I'm Ash. I never wanted to do this shit in the first place. And I'm Elena. I love this shit. Just a quick disclaimer. We are a rated R podcast. If you're uncomfortable with cursing, sexual content, and a dark sense of humor, now is your time to back out. If you are cool with that, then let's jump into today's episode. Stanley Hotel, and because of that, we are drinking what is called a whiskey smash. So let me tell you about why we chose whiskey and why it's called a whiskey smash. Uh, if you don't know, Stanley Hotel has the like Colorado's largest selection of whiskey and some single malt scotches. And we went to the the restaurant in there. It's called the Cascade or the Whiskey Bar, whatever you want to call it. So in honor of the great whiskeys that were offered this week, we went with the whiskey smash. And it dates back to at least the 1880s. It was listed in the Bartender Guide published in 19, well, 1876. Are you sure? 18? <laughs> 19? 18. That whiskey, though. Yeah. <laughs> so we may have already had a little bit. <laughs> just, just a wee bit. Hmm, just saying. Anyway, so you can imagine that people in the Victorian times just guzzling down this drink. It's a summer whiskey cocktail. It's made with lemon, mint, whiskey, and sweetener. In this case, we used, what's the liquid stuff called like simple sugar simple or something syrup. simple yeah. syrup yep and it's served over crushed ice so toasties grab your whiskey and uh have a drink with us because we are diving into the stanley hotel today kudos to stanleyhotel.com and legendsofamerica.com giving us some resources on our way to the stanley which is where we where we went and where we're talking about this uh this episode it was a beautiful drive. What do you guys think about that that drive? Oh my gosh, I I love scenic overpasses and the the switchbacks. It makes you guys nervous, but I guess living in Idaho, I've gotten very used to them. But just it's just gorgeous. It's sites it's sites that you'll never see if you just keep taking the beaten path. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just uh, something out of this world. And and the fact that that's the scene that they show in the actual The Shining. In the movie The Shining. So the, the drive is just beautiful, right? You can't beat those scenes. But then when you pull up to the Stanley. Oh, it's just everything you could picture it be. So yeah. can, can I kind of say, though, I was, a, I was a little bit disappointed because it is so commercial. The parking lot and things like that, right? You don't get immediately that grandeur view. Which it was in the day. There wasn't the big parking lot and all that kind of stuff right. there. I don't know. I think I felt like I did. Only because the Stanley's the most magnificent thing out there in Estes Park in terms of structure. You know, in so structure, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying that the building isn't magnificent. It absolutely is. I'm just saying I thought we were going to pull into this kind of like, I guess the movie, right? You're going to pull into this one lane driveway and bam, there's this like there's nothing else around. Right, it. and that's not necessarily true. 
there are other structures I out can, there. I can see if that's what you were thinking it was going to be, right. why you were disappointed. And I can see how, from your end, Elena, why you're like, oh, no, I totally get the whole grandeur scheme of it all. Because to your point, Annabelle, yes, like, I think me too, at first I was thinking it w- you would have this drive and you'd get there, but you kind of had to take this road, take this other road, go up, go around this thing, and then there's, like, all these condos that they built, which right. are pretty in on itself. Right. And then, and then there's the Stanley. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not taking away from the building. I think it's amazing. Every building on the property is amazing. It's all beautiful and grandeur, and it, it's everything the hype is. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I just didn't realize we were going to have to go into this parking lot. I don't know why I didn't think that. I mean, it has, what, 80-something rooms, so we're not the only people staying there. 142 now altogether on the grounds. Because they've added those those additional buildings. But again, it's great, and I don't want to it's take away from it. It's open to the public during certain hours, so there's a lot of visitors who are just passing through and stopping to see the Stanley. And, right. that, and that is true. That is true, too. Estes Valley itself was amazing. When we came into Estes Valley, there's that little bridge you go over. Uh, it's not really little, but that bridge you go over that beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful when area. When we first saw the elk out, there's probably 30 elk out there. Yeah, and I think I made somebody mad because we pulled over really quickly and they were behind us. Remember that? Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be on your ass. Shouldn't be a Jeep. There, it well, wasn't. I mean, it wasn't always, <laughs> why is it always a Jeep? It's always a Jeep or, or a, a Subaru. Minivan. Oh, no, I was going to say there a Subaru. A the minivan. <laughs> fly past you and get mad because you're going the speed limit. Don't you have, like, 12 kids in the car? Right. We got fucking places to be. <laughs> they got soccer games. We got games. nine kids in the car. We got three soccer games, two ballet practices, and gymnastics. Like, <laughs> we don't have time for any We don't have time for you to be going the fucking speed limit. Get the fuck out my way. You have two kids. You know excuse, and none of them are in act, extra activities. But she can relate. She can relate. Totally relate. So Estes Valley, it is a beautiful area. It does have a lot of wildlife. The elk there are very abundant the and, and beautiful. Worth it on the, the drive totally is. So let's do a little history about the Stanley before we dive into our experience. Sure, sure. So Estes Valley used to have um, a, a couple of wandering tribes. One of them was the Ute. The other was the Arapaho. It's pronounced uh, Arapahoe. Okay, so the re- listen. listen. What happened was, me and Ashley were trying to find Cane's for the third time that week. Cane's the chicken place. <laughs> yep, Cane's chicken fingers. If you've never had raising Cane's, you're missing out, man. <laughs> um, and we were supposed to turn on Arapahoe Road, but I saw the hoe at the end of it, and I thought, that can't possibly be how they pronounce it. So I said, Arapo. And, nope. Uh, <laughs> and nope. Ashley really stopped sorry. the car and looked at her and was like, what? It's phonetic. Is how, that what she was doing? Phonetics? Yeah, how can you... Phonics. What, what's, phonics. what's that word again? Read that word again for me. <laughs> said Arapo. Like, like, so confident. It's I'm a, firm on it. It's Arapo. Can can I just say she's the one with the degree? I know. She's the educated one amongst I us. I know. It's hysterical. So the Ute and the Arapaho used to be in the valley. There actually was an earl. His name was Earl of uh, Dunraven. He was one of the first to visit the valley. He fell in love with it because it was a, a sportsman's paradise kind of place. Elk and fish and moose and whatever else animals there were. And, and so he loved it. He bought a majority of the property. Is it moose or meese? Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I was thinking about bears. Oh, yeah. But me, me, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Er, er, let's back up a second. Did you what? say meese? Did you say fuck? 
fucking niece? Because she looked at me like no, niece. No. And I'm like, it's not no niece, one, right? She didn't it's even mouth. She, <laughs> she didn't even mouth the word niece. Where the fuck did I don't you know. Yeah, I swear. And geese. Look, she can't fucking. Ma- I can still make fun of you for a rapaho, but she can't say shit. This bitch just said. What is it, moose or meat? What more did you say the other day that you were so pissed off because I caught it? You said something in the car. We've all had our moments. We all have our moments. Yeah, but you can't remember mine, so I'm still an angel. Damn it. (laughs) We will remember. I have the worst memory in the history. We will remember. And I remember all y'all's downfalls. Yes, she holds on to them. That's why she's roasted. I feel sorry for her husband. Bless you. We love you, Ian, and we are so sorry. Nah, Ian has his faults, too. I've seen them. That's probably true. But I, I, do, mean, I do love you, Ian. We appreciate that you let Ashley come visit us all the time and go on crazy trips. Four times in one year. Crazy trips. During a pandemic. So Elaine and I live in Idaho. You live in I live in Texas. Dallas. Yeah, technically Texas. Dallas, so. Is it Texas or Texas? Uh, is it Mahaya or Mahaya, Texas? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh, right. Stop it. Poor Ashley's going to choke on her Diet Coke. Oh, no, sorry. Coke Zero. Let's get get very specific. Get it right. Her Coke Zero. Oh, my Lord. So, the Earl of Dunraven, again, he loved this place. He bought a lot of the property. He wanted it to kind of for himself. He realized that that was not going to happen. Other people found their way to the territory and was like, man, this place is amazing. One of those families was the Stanley family. F.O. Stanley and F.E., they're twins. Because the, that's not confusing. I know, right? I'm F.E. in the initials, not F.E. as in, like, the Hunger Games. Right. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Great it, bring up. F.O.'s <laughs> F-O's real, real name was Freeland, I believe is how you say it, Oscar Stanley. I'm not sure what his brother's name was, but I just know it's F.O. and F.E. And their wives, they ended up going to Estes Valley, because F.O. had, I love this word, consumption. Now, consumption means that he just wanted to eat a lot of food, right? No, that's us. And he was super full all the time? No, that's us. And he got really fat? No, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> but good point. Consumption, for those of you who don't know, is just the old word for tuberculosis. So the word for your generation. If you have it more than once, it's called tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. If you're going to phonetic it. (laughs) We're cracking ourselves up. Okay, stop it. Stop it. Okay. So anyway, so F-O and F-E and their wives, they moved to Estes Valley and they fell in love with it. But it really was for F-O's consumption so that he could get better. He was only there a year. And at the end of the year, he felt great. He had overcome tuberculosis. He had gained a bunch of weight because he was real skinny um, at one point. But uh, let's talk a little bit about F.O. and F.E. Ashley, are you going to, can I you? Wa- I want, I want some merch that just says me. <laughs> and the back says tuberculosis. <laughs> me. A hundred percent. I'm not going to get over Beast, man. <laughs> um, is it Moose or is it Meese? Which one? It's either. It's Moose It's Moose. Murder Deer. Murder Deer. We're going to call it Murder Deer. <laughs> Moose and Moose Eye. That's what it says. Oh, I love it. Oh, I do love that. Okay, sorry. I'll get it together. That, wait, 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 wait. Wait. Hold up. Wait Hold a minute. Up. Hold up. 
Hey. hey. Okay, so I'm Raven. That's my that's my nickname. Yes. Ashley's not me. <laughs> I'm Ash- not me. Ashley. I'm Moose. Is Moose. And Elena is Beaver. Beaver. So are we now going to call you Moose-Eye? Meese? Meese. Meese. I now go by Meese. <laughs> and I am the Meese. Is it because you're plural now? I, is it? You know, I, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. have multiple personalities. I mean. I, uh, I mean more than ten probably. I mean she only needed more than one. You don't have to be that excessive. <laughs> That and roast was way excessive. Was that hard? <laughs> was that hard? I'm sorry, Ashley. I, I'm, I'm give crying. You, I'm, I'm gonna so give... sensitive. One I, of the I'm, group. I'm gonna. My ass hurts. Was that a pen? Oh, like a pen, a oh, that was. No. That was sensitive. harsh. I'm in that was my feelings. Get it right. I'm in tune with my feelings. And everybody else's, because you're an empath. Uh huh. Eh. Can I talk about F O and F E a little bit? Yes. Please? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So F O. Together they make tea. <laughs> Fofi. Wait, is that an, what's the, what's the, Miss Chemist, what's the, for iron? Effie. Uh, Effie, right? So we have F-O and iron. (laughs) That one fell flat. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I thought I was the funny one in the group now. No, I. Stole that from you. You won one mean game. She had one day. One day of being funny. One day, one game. I was awesome. I was on point. To be fair, her and Warren definitely played off each other. She knew what was going to make Warren laugh, and Warren knew what was going to make her laugh. I know all you bitches. Anyway, so F-O and F-E. They were really smart, both of them. They were inventors. They were scientists. And they invented the first commercial manufacturing of violins. They did the first home generator to illuminate your house. They helped on the early work of the x-ray machine. But none of those things actually provided for them monetarily. The thing that actually worked out the best for them was that F.E. at the age of 26, so they weren't that old, right? At 26 years old, he they purchased a photographic studio and invented a way to develop film that used to take like three hours or longer into like three minutes. So what you're saying is that there's no real surprise that people are self-absorbed assholes who want to take pictures of themselves and they want the product they bought right now. It's always been a thing. It's yeah. not just yeah. now. Right. Yeah. It was back in 1875 as well. I mean, as soon as you can get something, that's as soon as you, you want it, right? Can you imagine trying to send nudes to, to Theodore? Did you just say? In Wyoming, and you have to hold your pose for three minutes. Oh. Well, I guess it develops in three minutes. Not yeah. Take the picture in three but minutes. going back so, even further, so though, it did take forever. Wait for it to develop to see if it was a good angle or not. Oh, that would suck. I don't have time for that. I would just send it fucking blank, and then he would have got it. It's probably just my fucking hairy ass Elena, legs and the camera. Elena's just gonna show up nude. D- <laughs> double double chins and saggy titties. That's what you're gonna oh get for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> No double chins and saggy titties. I'd be so sad if it took me. It'd take you all day to get the right picture because it took forever. Suck. Three minutes is a long time to see if that was a good angle or not. Yeah, that would suck. But that's what brought them the most money, right? Is the 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 film, and they were making at one point like thirty million a month or some crazy well, like number. Three million dollars a month at that time frame. Thirty million dollars a month in today's money. Which, as we know, Ashley could probably spend. Yeah, we know that Ashley can spend that amount of money because uh, Ashley may, I'm just going to say may, have a skosh of a shopping problem. Me? I'm not talking to the wall. I here. have a shopping problem? So Ashley's been here for about a week now. Every night we've gone to sleep two quarters. And I say we have gone to sleep, <laughs> I have gone to sleep two quarters. I'm pretty sure Ashley's watched them all the way through. 
But she uses only, it as a learning episode. O- right. The only reason that Ashley is not a hoarder is because one, her husband wouldn't let her. Two, she's claustrophobic. And three, she doesn't like clutter. But she shops like one. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, I, she knows that I'm the stingy. I'm the stingiest friend she has. And she will still send me links like, hey, Target has this on sale. It's only $60. That's $60 more than I want to spend, Ashley. I, I have She's like, why would you? I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but you just pick it up. Someone <laughs> needs it. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. I mean, $60, but originally it was 320 That's a good deal. Right, but it doesn't mean that I need it. You did need it. But she tells Ian. It was a Pikachu blanket set. That Pikachu blanket was $1.25. Okay, Sorry, I had to cough. Okay, okay, okay. So to be fair, she tells Ian, I saved $2,000 this month. Yeah, you're welcome. She doesn't tell him that she spent $4,000. Right. Tactic. I saved you $2,000. You're welcome. That's... That's Ashley logic right there. That's Ashley logic. So anyway, they they were so the the Stanleys were very wealthy, right? But they made their money on the photography. Also invented the Stanley steamer, which went into one of the first automobiles ever manufactured, and it went into Stanley Steamer, the carpet cleaner, the um, vacuum company. Stanley Steamer makes carpet cleaner. Do we get a promo for that? I bet you it's in the Museum of Clean. <laughs> oh, which is in Pocatello, Idaho, if by the way. If you ever visit Pocatello, Idaho and have two useless hours to spend, um, the Museum of Clean is a great time to go and see every single vacuum cleaner known to man. They have two floors dedicated to vacuum cleaners. How do you cleaners. have two floors dedicated to vacuum cleaners? There's a lot. Look, I know all the history of vacuum cleaners. That's a whole nother podcast. That is insane. So but the, the, so the Stanleys, right, they had a lot of famous friends, such as the Vanderbilts J.P. and J.P. Morgan Chase, Rockefellers, Rockefellers, and, and those Rothschilds, the Rothschilds, those, 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 those people that have more money than we will ever imagine, right? I, mean, I can and, imagine. And so they built the Stanley as a guest really house because their small little house for F.O. and his wife, it was only like 5,000 square feet. Yeah, I don't understand how they could live in only 5,000 square feet. I mean, it's so tiny, right? But the guest house, quote unquote, the guest house, was the Stanley. And I think at the time it had 80-ish rooms, yeah. right? And the reason that it had that many rooms was because when you have the Vanderbilts over, it's not just them it's them and their children and their staff and their nannies and the the staff to the nannies and the drivers and the you know those people right so probably probably, workers kids too right so so they had probably 12 to 15 visitors per family that would come and that wanted to come up and spend the the summer up there and each room had a telephone each room had a telephone back in the late 1800s which is insane to believe because they each one had its own line too. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Yeah. They kept the kids and the nannies on the fourth floor, which is where a lot of activity happens. Right. You know, children are known, um, children that have passed, spirits, are known to be more poltergeisty mm-hmm. so that they move things, aggravate you, that sort of thing. So they kept them on the fourth floor. So there is a lot of activity on the fourth floor of the Stanley, or so he says. We stayed on the second floor mm-hmm. in room 201, and we actually had some good stuff we'll get to in the podcast in a minute. Happened in our room, which actually shocked our tour guide when we told him what happened. He was like, what? That's crazy that that's happening on the second floor. So that tells you spirits wander. They wander around. They don't always stay stagnant in the same place. But anyway, the, the, the Stanley is beautiful. It was built as a guest home, which Ashley informed Elaine and I that we need to step up our friendship game. Yeah. Because she expects. 
Yeah, now I need my own house when I visit. So this when you're like on your property, I mean, I'll, I can live with the tiny home. Uh-huh. She can live with the 5,000 square feet. Okay, you're good with that. 5,000 square feet is good for you? Yeah. For home? Yeah, that's fair. Swimming pool? The swimming pool is a must. Hot tub? Yeah, absolutely. Jacuzzi tub. I prefer a clawfoot tub. Oh, sorry. And I can take out the with, with the chandelier? Um, Yeah. Okay. But and I don't want a really extravagant chandelier. Oh, no. You're minimalist now. Is, yeah. this, is this what I'm hearing? Yeah, I don't want it super big. Housekeeping. woman. Housekeeping. You know what? I tell you what. I'll make you a deal. Somebody better make my bed every day. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to make you a deal. What's the deal? I will build you that okay. on our property on the mountain. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. What's... Okay. If you... Nope. ...will stay <laughs> one solid week... At Lava Hot Springs Inn. Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. It's a solid three stars. Not only Ask no, but I couldn't even, I, I, I didn't even want to step foot into this place. I walked in and did you see my face? I did. I think I, I have shut, it on recording. I disassociated. My spirit left my body <laughs> and it was like, we're not staying here. Can we all, can we all agree it was a solid three stars at so, the Lava solid, Hot Springs? Solid three stars. Oh, now you agree it's a solid three stars. <laughs> in the 1970s. The hotel really wasn't being occupied by anybody. No one was staying at the hotel anymore. It's kind of in an obscure area. No one's really visiting it. But also during that time, Stephen King had a writer's block. So his wife and him decided, let's just go on a road trip. Let's get you out. Let's get you driving around, try to inspire you. And when they drove up to Estes Park, they didn't realize that, like, it snows. It shuts the fuck down. Right. So they tried to go to a hotel, but all the hotels were closed for the winter. But they saw lights on at the Stanley, so they drove up there and knocked on the door and asked if they were open. And I think it was just the groundskeeper, the, right? The groundskeeper and the chef, and that was kind of part of the whole Shining, it, yeah. part of the reason he kind of got to the Shining, right? <clears throat> they did say originally they'd say no to people who were coming. They're like, but they knew instantly who he was. They're like, we're not going to say no to I mean, Stephen King. And how can you not know yeah. Stephen King? Yeah. I mean, if I, I wouldn't know him on the street. But back then, when he was was popular, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a wide recognizing now for sure. But, so they let him stay in, and so he stayed in, was it room 214? Mm. Yes. 217, I think. It was either 214 or 217. 217, 217, it was 217. Okay. Room 217, he stayed in, and he just got some eerie shit going on in the room, and it kind of scared him shitless, and that's how, he in that one night that he he stayed in. He had a dream. He had a dream in that room. And that's where the fire extinguisher was chasing his son down the hallway, riding a bicycle. Yeah, the fire hose. Yeah. The fire hose, you're yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, nothing happened to him. They actually said that Stanley wasn't haunted, at least not that they know of, prior to Stephen King coming. And it wasn't until that movie brought all these people here who were bringing Ouija boards and seances, et cetera, <coughs> that Stephen <Sandy> came. <laughs> not that we would do that. No. Kind of stuff. Not that I would want to do that, but, you know, that's besides the point. Yeah. So that one dream spiraled him into the make, shining. writing The Shining. And yeah. he finished, he had the beginning, the middle, and the end complete before he finished his cigarette and went back to bed. Isn't That's that crazy? Right. So Jim was telling us, the tour guide there, was telling us we were in the, it's not a ballroom, it's like a grand eating slash ballroom, no, right? It's a ballroom. It's a ballroom. Is it considered the ballroom? Okay. Yeah. So he was telling us that when Stephen got there, and of course they recognized him, and, and, and they they had all these tables that were, you know, with the chairs on top and cause nobody was there. Yeah. So they made one table, put the chairs out, made it all nice for him and cooked dinner for him. And it has those massive windows that looks out into the, 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 I don't know if you call that a valley, but the other mountains and whatnot. Yeah, and valley. so, okay. 
And so he's sitting there, and it's just him, his wife, the cook, and the groundskeeper. And he's thinking, all the snow, being locked in, wow, like, this is the epitome of being alone, being in the wild. Uh, I guess we were a little inaccurate in what we were just saying, which was that there wasn't really any reported hauntings before uh, Stephen King showed up. But, in our notes, we found that... Uh, Actually, since Stanley's death in 1940, there was, there's an apparition of him that sometimes appears when guests are checking into the reception office. And uh, they claim that the phantom of the late Flora Stanley, which was Stanley's wife, uh, she was a pianist, and sometimes you could hear, like, the tinkering of the ivories in the music room. Uh, okay. So when we were in the concert hall, I said I heard a tink, like a, on the piano, when nobody was sitting at the piano. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. And when I told the tour guide, he acted like I was freaking crazy. I mean, to be fair, Jim only started working there since, like, in July. So maybe he's never heard it before. Oh, maybe. But I distinctly heard it, and I immediately turned around and to look at the piano to see if anybody was there. And there wasn't anybody sitting at it. There wasn't anybody even around it. Mm. That's great. I mean, it's great. The things that you pick up on that we don't pick up on sometimes just blows my mind. Especially when it's like they hadn't even gotten to this, that part of the tour yet, and you pick up on it. It's just and some like some spots are just they're just more spiritually active than others, you know. So right. guests they've reported strange occurrences, shadowy figures, eerie laughter, flickering lights, and items moving on their own. And every room in the, the haunted the home chief chief and every room in the hotel compound, which includes a century old log and concert hall, which is where you heard the key at. Uh-huh. So uh, this is where they would like play the, the because Flora was such a she was such a musical person. Uh, the reason he, you know, obviously the reason he built the music hall was for Flora and for her to bring guests in, etc. He was always known to be at the very top left corner of the concert room, and that's where he'd be sitting. And this is supposedly one of the most haunted ones, right? It's where people will see, they'll hear the door open and see like a dark shadow come uh-huh. into the room, um, or the door shut behind them, or the sounds of music, or piano keys. They'll see Stanley sitting in the top booth. So that one, it's, you know, it's, it's not. I think a crazy experience, although. There's something about the concert room, and maybe because it's very old school. If you've ever been into, like, an old Pentecostal church, yeah, that's a lot like what it was. Yeah, yeah. it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. Just without the benches. The benches were taken out. But they even, the tour guide told us that if you go up on the balcony to where Mr. Stanley used to sit, you could take a selfie, and sometimes people will get a picture of him behind Mm-hmm. behind them. So we took chair. so many pictures and we didn't get anything didn't get in anything. the concert hall. The only thing we got was mom hearing the piano key. Uh, but that was it. And I kept checking behind me hoping I was going to see something walk through the door. And, and that was the that was the first place we went on the tour and at first it was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, it the history is always the best part of the tours though, honestly. Yeah. It, it did get interesting though when we went downstairs. Right. And that's the next thing I was going to get to. So it may not be the concert hall that was the most active for us, but it was below the concert hall mm-hmm. that was very active for us. So yeah. So below the concert hall is where we had the most activities. And in this one area is where, area is where a lot of people report hearing and feeling the touch of ghosts. So this is where a worker named Paul, which Paul's important later. Yes. Who used he used to enforce the curfew at the hotel. You know what? I just put together the curfew and the Lucy thing, mm-hmm. and I wonder if there's like almost like a like a ongoing kind of battle. But I'll explain in a second. Oh, okay. But anyway, so he passed away back in like 2005. Uh, he suffered a heart attack on the job, and people say that you can hear him telling you to get out, get out, get out. <laughs> get out. 
while others swear he tried to push them out the door of the hall. And I'm telling you right now, you lay hands, I'm throwing hands. Oh, right. <laughs> ghost or no ghost. You touch me, I'm touching you back. I will yeet these hands across your face. That's hilarious. If you touch me, I'm out! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's Paul was kind of the caretaker of the concert hall area. Famous ghost at Stanley. And this is where I... This is where I kind of see a connection between Paul and Lucy. I think it's kind of weird. Okay. So Lucy was a young girl, and she was found in the hotel basement. Well, the concert hall basement, not the hotel basement. She was squatting uh, back in the 80s. And they found her when they were doing some renovation in the concert hall. And they kicked her out, but it was like mid-December or something. It's like cold. December or January. Very cold. Super cold. And they boarded up the windows and the door so she couldn't get back in. So I guess she tried Instead of fine, she was a runaway, by the way. Lucy was young. I believe she was like 16, 17 years old, yeah, very she young. Was, yeah. She just tried to get back in there and she failed, and unfortunately, she died of hyperthermia. Staff, they, they, they're the ones who found her, they threw her out, and then, you know. What a horrible way and, to die. Oh my gosh. I don't know what's worse, right? People are scared of fire, but living it up north where it gets cold, it hurts. It does. It hurts, it's miserable. Um, so yeah, so now she haunts, she haunts the concert hall in the basement. And does she haunt other locations? Well, my point about the weird thing between Lucy and Paul is that he enforced the curfew and Lucy was staying past curfew. Oh. And I, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if there really is any connection there. It's just kind of ironic that the two ghosts that haunt the concert hall are almost polar opposites. You've got one who's breaking curfew and trespassing and you've got one who's enforcing, oh, you know, no true. trespassing and curfew. So I just thought, yeah. I don't, it clicked and I, just, I thought it was interesting. I wonder if Paul was the one working there in the 80s. Oh, oh I good know. point. No, I think it's that he died in the 40s. No, 2004. 2005. Oh. Or five, oh, yeah, maybe. Like Could huh. be possible. I don't know how old he was. I think he was in his 50s. Yeah, so he could so have, he could have been, sure. but we don't know for sure. Yeah. Hmm, something we'll have to find out. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So, do we talk, are we talking about the tour right now? So, moving away from the concert hall, we moved into the actual Stanley Guest House Hotel. And the first person you learn about in the hotel is a lady named Miss Wilson. And she was the caretaker of the entire Stanley. And she... Housekeeper. Housekeepers. That was home to her. She uh, she loved the Stanley. She loved the Stanleys. Like, the people, the place. That was that She was, was like to family right. to them. Yeah. Exactly. So, the location that she's mostly known to be on is the second floor. I think that's probably because she made sure that where the very important guests were sleeping was probably very tidy and in line and everything was going on. So in the 1920s, while Miss Wilson was working there, there was a gas leak, and that led to an explosion in room 217. 217. That's the same room that Stephen King's room is. I never put those two together. Me neither. I mean, we need to double check these rooms just in case. Right. Because I mean, that's where I got 217 at. Because I thought it was in the ballroom. That's what Jim said. It was in the ballroom. Which 217... Is over the oh. Wow. So, okay. yeah. So, that, that explosion, it destroyed the second floor above the main dining hall. And it killed, it nearly killed a chambermaid, Elizabeth Wilson. So, when the explosion happened uh, near room 217, it ended up blowing up the entire main dining hall. And Miss Wilson was working in that dining hall. And she was so mangled. They said that she was hanging from the pillars and like her intestines were hanging out. And the explosion was so hard. I, if you, It's hard to explain if you haven't seen it. But you have this beautiful valley and then another range of mountains. There's pieces of the old Stanley on the other mountains from this explosion. Right, That's which is how crazy. big this explosion was. The fact that this explosion didn't kill her is just unbelievable. Not only didn't kill her, she completely recovered. Well, at least 
that we know of. Yeah. She didn't right. complain anymore. Uh, and they were going to retire. The Stanleys were like, hey, retire, live in peace. We're so sorry this happened to and you. And they were going to give her like 50 grand or something, which back then was a lot of a money. Lot of money. She, and give her a room to stay at on property. Yeah, she didn't even have to leave the Stanley. And she said, take that money and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. And she wanted to continue to work at the Stanley. And so she did. She recovered and she went back to work until she died of an old age of 90. That is crazy. She I'm did not, die. She did not die in the Stanley, though. Let me be clear. She died at her home in Estes Park. I'm not um, working until I'm 90. Uh, n- unless work is sleep. Yeah. And vacations. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess they, maybe. I mean, the way that I plan them, sure. <laughs> sure. That's exactly <laughs> how she's like. shit in. I hope to not to work till 90 either, but I do hope to live to 90. Sure. I don't even know if I want to live to 90. It just sounds miserable. Only if I'm healthy-ish. Who's healthy at 90? I'm not healthy now. Plenty of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So speaking of Flora, that was my great-grandmother's name, which is Elena, your great-great-grandmother's name. Mm -hmm. And she lived, so she was pretty old, but she was one of those little feisty Cajun women. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was she was something else. Maybe it's the name Flora. Maybe they're just stout women, you she know? She named me Flora. <laughs> no one knows anything about Elena's. I have no idea. But it's because I made your name up. <laughs> anyway, so soon after that explosion, apparently there's been a lot of reportings of, a, like, a secular, specular chambermaid. She, like, walking out <coughs> the closed doors, visiting people's rooms. Our tour guide said that she is notorious for cleaning your room. So if you leave your suitcase unpacked, or your shoes messy, there's a chance you could come back, especially on the second floor. It's kind of where she roams. And your shoes are in a line. Your suitcase is packed up. Everything's neat and orderly. Um, well, can I just say, bitch didn't clean our room? We tried. We tried. I asked her. I asked her to unpack for me because I didn't want to take anything out. Yeah, and then we all it. left our shoes askewed. Yeah. But they were not put back in Nope, nope. We did not end up getting Miss Wilson. We did not nope. get Miss Wilson. But other good things to come. Miss Wilson was probably like, you three women... Clean it yourself. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe if we'd been men, you think? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe we weren't prestigious enough yet. Oh, apparently, though, also, uh, she doesn't like when unmarried couples are sharing beds. Ooh. Yeah. And Scandalous. Unmarried un- 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 couples will like talk about having an invisible force that's like pushing them apart. Uh, and single men, they woke with their bags that had packed and, it, and left outside the door. She was telling those motherfuckers to get out. Get out. Leave now. Get out. Get out. Yeah, the whole saying about Miss Wilson is uh, she does what she wants and who she wants. <laughs> I love her. Hey, I love Miss Wilson. It's Ashley mm-hmm. in a spirit form. I knew I liked this woman. <laughs> oh, interesting fact. Just just to throw that out there, right? Because a lot of these places you do, especially the Stanley is very commercialized. Okay, and places like the Myrtle's Plantation, they do not like the haunted stuff. So you're not supposed to bring Ouija boards. You're not supposed to do seances. They do have ghost hunting on the grounds. You are open to do that. But that's not what they focus on. Uh, so if anything happens, you know it's not really being planned. The Stanley is commercialized. So just to ensure that, ge- that guests are getting a real authentic haunted experience, hoaxing by the staff is a fireable offense. You will be fired on the spot, no warning, if they find that you were hoaxing, hoaxing, hoaxing guests. So if you're playing pranks with them or, you're, you know, stuff like that. Making which, stuff up, yeah. Which, again, yeah. only solidifies what happened to us in our room. Yeah, right. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And the videos. 100%. Oh, everybody has a drink. This is the drinking game. 100%. 100%. Every time says. Well, it kind of comes as no surprise that the hotel, everybody's going to request what? 
Room 217. Yeah, 217. Room 217. Room 217. And actually, The Shining was not the only movie that was filmed at the Stanley. No. No! Dumb and Dumber! And I didn't know that going there. Yeah, me neither. So the scene in Dumb and Dumber, when they get to Aspen, and they race up the stairs, push to the top, those staircases, that's the Stanley Hotel. That is actually the Stanley. So Jim Carrey uh, was put into room 217. He requested it. He requested it, and um, he will not talk about it. Is what we've been he told. Left in the middle of the night, stayed, so had them, had them, the staff, book him a room at like the nearest Holiday, little, Holiday Inn. Inn. Told him get me the fuck out of here right now. He ran down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even to this day, interviewers try to ask him what happened in room 217 at the Stanley Hotel. He gets up and he leaves the entire interview. He yeah. walks completely out of it. Yeah, he, won't, he, he it. won't even talk about it at all. That's in, that's crazy to me. I would love to, like, pick his brain, like, be his friend. So if you're a friend of Jim Carrey's, <laughs> ask him. He's so just going to get the fuck up. We want to know. We want to know what happened. So in the concert hall, again, I heard the, the little tink, right, which everybody thought was crazy, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Well, there. I mean, that's a whole other story. Well, not because of the tink. Oh no, it's not because of, that's not what makes me crazy. That's not what makes you crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you think that other things make me crazy. Um, it's also been um, theorized that Lord Dunraven is seen in the hotel as well. He more or less hangs out on the fourth floor. Now, the funny thing is that he was not there when the Stanley was built, so his spirit must linger to the property. So, yeah, they said that there's just a lot of spirits that just migrate to Estes Park because of its beauty and its history. And, again, the seance is almost like a beacon for these ghosts, who, especially these lost ghosts. There's a lot of people who've gotten lost in the Estes National Park area. Yeah. Um, so who knows how some of these ghosts have gotten there because some of them have absolutely no connection to the Stanley. Also makes me wonder if, if there's not ley lines there. I'd like to check that out and yeah. see if they're... Spirit ley lines um, there are close to there. And it wouldn't surprise me just mm. because of the the way that the forest runs and the mountains run. And you've got a lot of water. You've got a lot of limestone. Could be a portal, that yeah. sort of thing. So, again, they say that the fourth floor is the most haunted because that's where they get a lot of kind of poltergeisty. That's where the children are supposed to run and play, and they're mischievous. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, in our experience... We've always stayed in the least haunted places of these haunted places and gotten the most activity. That's yeah. right. So, uh, like I said, they say the fourth floor is super haunted, mostly by the children and a few other random ghosts. But our experience kind of tells another story. Hold on to your hats, Toasties, because today's podcast takes ghosts into a whole new level, even for us. Hey, Toasties, this is Editing Elena. Uh, probably going to piss you off a little bit, but we decided to break this up into two parts. So this part was the history of Stanley Hotel. And the next episode is going to be our experience inside the Stanley Hotel. I hope you stay tuned. It's really good. It's got to be our best and like most active haunting that we've had. So we'll see you next week on Ghosted, Roasted, and Toasted. All right, guys, it's Elena, and that just about wraps up our last episode. Make sure that you check out our Facebook group where we post videos, outtakes, and paranormal photos. And that, my friends, was a solid three-star shit show. Cheers Cheers to to that. that.